We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is April 13th, it's 2023. We have five baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Back-to-back days with first-time guest and host, co-host. Joined today by Alex Sante. You might know him from Rotor Grinders Premium, always digging up some stuff and talking about it. And I know you're at least doing the expert survey is there other stuff that you're doing at RG as well? Yeah, I'm doing the top stacks column a couple of days a week. Uh, I know Keith is doing it, I think, once or twice a week. And I think Luch is doing it once a week. And I think uh, Noto's doing it once. So we kind of got a, we got a team of three or four guys doing that. Heck yeah, Alex. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out. We're going to talk some baseball, five games. What's up, YouTube? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Wednesday night. And if you're listening on podcast form, happy Thursday uh alex man this is an interesting slate so before we like jump in and start breaking everything down i mean the first thing that i noticed here right off the bat is pitching is not up to what we've had the last few days um is there anything that like stands out to you right away when you you know gave a first look here on this um slate so when i put everything in my spreadsheet i've got everything color-coded red yellow green and with the strikeout column for the pitchers it's just all red Okay. It's a lot of low K per nines on the slate. So it's going to be slim pickings. All right. Well, we'll break it down. If you have any questions, always feel free to post them in the YouTube chat and we'll get to it. But five games, I like five game slates. Like, I, I still, for baseball to me, like eight to 12 is like the sweet spot. Um, but I, I mean, five game slates are fun when there's not a lot of pitching because, you know, everyone will kind of leech on to one guy at least. Um, and then, like, you could potentially whether you want to go overweight on him or underweight on him. I think that guy is going to be Chris Bassett today, and we'll get to that game here in a little bit. But I expect Chris Bassett to be the highest zone pitcher on the slate on draft uh, games anyway. I think there's no doubt about that. And I don't mind playing a Chris Bassett because I kind of think the other way is that everyone's going to latch on to one or two stacks. And when there's no pitching, every stack is in play. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's not a bad stack today. We'll talk about it. 
All right, we get started here with Philadelphia at Cincinnati. This game is a 6.40 Eastern start, so we have a 20-minute earlier lock. It drives me – I don't know if you, you guys have heard my rant earlier this week when Will was on, but it drives me crazy that we can get this 6.40 game, but we can't get, like, the extra three games when there's an eight-game slate. Um, so it drives me nuts. But anyway. With you. I we mean, got, anything that starts after 5 o'clock, we can just get it rolling. I know. Like, what are we doing? We got Falter and Lodulo facing off here. Eight and a half total. The Reds, uh, 118 favorite. So very close. Whenever you see like a 118 favorite, it's almost for baseball terms, a pick 'em game. So eight and a half. I mean, line seems okay. We got two lefties here. Um, let's start here with Bailey Falter. 86 pitches last time out. Same matchup. This is really tough. When you're facing the same team twice, back-to-back starts this early in the season, it's fresh, man. Um, any interest here in Falter? Uh, the guy's given up 1.72 homer per nine in the last, since uh, 2022. Uh, he doesn't really strike anyone out. Uh, he's got some good control. He's a fly ball pitcher, and this is, uh, oh, by the way, in Cincinnati, so no. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest here. Like, the Reds lineup is super beatable. Um, I mean, except for Strider, uh, um, it's st- still fresh, still fresh. Um, you have both, brother. Yeah, still fresh. So, I, I mean, this lineup, there a lot of the power in this lineup is left-handed. They're going to have some righties in there with Stevenson and Myers. Um, India hitting leadoff, and they have a couple of platoon guys if they're in the lineup. So we'll have to kind of see. But yeah, I mean, overall, Fulter's not a huge strikeout guy. Not typically a guy that, I mean, I'm going to play even on a small slate. So 20% Ks, 5% XFIP, 228 ISO to righties. So the righties are going to get a bump, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Going to the other side of this game, Lodolo, 9,400, dominated this team last time out. Absolutely dominated them. 12 strikeouts, 7 innings, 3 hits, 36.8 DraftKings points. Do we go back to the well here on Nick Lodolo? Well, put it in perspective of just in the, the wide angle lens of the slate. Um, of all the pitchers on this slate who actually like can pitch six innings, maybe, he has the highest K per nine, 11.86. He's got the lowest Sierra, 3.19, and it's not even close. He's got the – he has some control issues, but his K minus BB percentage is 22.2, and it's not even close. He has a pretty good ground ball to fly ball ratio for this ballpark. Uh you know, I mean, he gives up a 9.0% barrel rate. So, I mean, you can say when they get it up, they get it up and out. But there's there's justification for playing him even against a strong Philly offense on this slate. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I agree. Like, I don't know how strong the Philly offense is right now, just in general. Um, I mean, they do have Turner, Castellanos, Romuto, um, Alec Baum. Like, three, four really strong right-handed hitters. Um I mean, they're just Philly's kind of been underwhelming to start the season. This game's in Cincinnati, which I don't love um, for Lodolo. But the flip side of that is it's a five game slate. Pitching is not the best. Um, and I think we just kind of attack his strikeout upside here. You know, this is a guy with a 30.9% K rate, big K rate to lefties, um, over 40% since the start of last year. They're going to have some lefties in this lineup. There's just no way around it for this Philly lineup to go nine righties. So, Big bump if they get like two to four lefties in there as well. But price isn't going to matter today because everything else is just so cheap. Um, pitching, SP2s, SP1, whatever 
whatever you want to build around, it's just cheap. Like DraftKings, um, Fandle, we've had tight, tighter pricing all year. I like the tighter pricing. I keep talking about it, but I'm with you. Um, I mean, it also like gives us two where two places to build two separate types of lineups too, which is it's kind of fun in that aspect. So, um, I mean, whatever <laughs> you know, sites <laughs> are gonna do what they're gonna do, and I mean, we're we're still gonna play and have some fun with it. So, but I think Lodolo is a solid option. The flip side of that is the Philly Bats. Um, if he is gonna be gaining some traction, if you're playing twenty, if you're playing one hundred and fifty, if you're playing three, I mean, there's always even in a three entry max a reason to build a hedge lineup on a five game slate if a pitcher is going to be 40 percent owned um he might push higher than that too so i think if you're looking at the philly bats you're looking at turner you're looking at castellanos you're looking at real muto you're looking at bohm um man this is like this is that time that you just really wish that hoskins was healthy um because this would be a fantastic spot for him what are you liking here for philadelphia um, if I'm going to play Philadelphia, which is totally possible, Philadelphia is going to get the ownership. Um, Trey can do damage against just about anyone. Um, I don't like Schwarber because of the strikeouts so much, but Real Muto, uh, Baum, Castellanos, you know, Castellanos is a strikeout risk too, but, you know, these are guys who once they put the bat on the ball, they can lift it and they can lift it out. Um, so that's enough for me. Just that Lodola maybe has a control problem and has to force in some meatballs and they serve them up. Yeah, if you want to, I mean, if you want to go a little bit cheap here, you can go to Sosa. Um, I think he's 2,800. So if you're like stacking this team, I think he's someone that you could, you know, potentially take some shots on. Um, Prospect with St. Louis that kind of didn't work out. And now he's over with Philadelphia. So, I mean, he's someone that uh, in the minor league levels, he showed a lot of upside. you know, speed wise too. So he's someone that like you can get at 2,800 that if he gets on base could get a stolen base or two. So um, I don't mind him. Like if you're going to, if you're going to go with a stack and you're looking for a cheap piece, um, I I don't hate it. So Uh, red side of this one, man, this is where I struggle, right? (laughs) I don't want to play falter, but it's like, who am I going to play from Cincinnati against him? Uh, I think you close your li- I think you close your eyes and let lineup HQ do the work for you on this one. <laughs> Just click how many stacks of what percentage of stacks you want from uh, Cincinnati, and yeah, let the optimizer kind of give you some ideas because there isn't anything that's clear cut that's out for us. I mean, Will Myers, I mean, the guy hasn't really had the big power for a couple of years, but hey, maybe it'll be there. Uh, Jonathan India, we know he can do some damage, especially if he gets the ball up in the air. Um, I mean, and then you got Tyler Stevenson and. Friedel, you know, I mean, Friedel's fine. Um, I think against a lefty, would Kurt Casale be in? He should. Yeah, he I mean, should. I mean, this, there's some there's some history there where he's he got may some or may not because Stevenson's already too. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think Will Myers has been playing a lot of the field, so like maybe Will Fire Myers plays the field and we see like a, a DH situation for him. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You're just trying to – we're trying to get some guys to get the ball up in the air. Um, and that's that, it's the ballpark. Again, we just got to keep hammering down that this is a ballpark that we should treat as Coors Field when it's not Coors Field slate. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, Steer. He's 3K. Um, he's another prospect that some people think that has the upside. He's someone that, like, they talked about potentially being – 
a little too early. Um, so Spencer Steer is someone that's like really cheap. And I mean, even through the minors, this kid hit left-handed pitching. Um, so I don't mind him. You know, he grades out as a above average hitter. He's a top 50, like overall prospect in baseball. Uh, I think he's like second or third overall in this organization. So, I mean, we really haven't seen him play um, too many, like too many games against lefties, but what we've seen so far in a very small sample size is he hits lefties really well. So if we want to kind of build off of that, his biggest issue has been strikeouts, even in the minors. And I mean, you don't necessarily have to worry about that as much with Falter. So Spencer Steer might actually be my like favorite. I hope he gets like fifth or sixth kind of down in the lineup and you know, no one's kind of talking about him, but I mean, India is solid. Newman should play here at shortstop. So, I mean, you're getting some infield positions taken care of, and then you can kind of play Will Myers in the outfield. You leave your first baseman open for like, if you're doing like a four, four, if you're doing like a, a five three, your secondary stack could have like a big power first baseman in the in a Cincinnati stack, which is always nice because with no Vado, I don't think you're really necessarily needing to play um, a first baseman here from Cincy. So, all right, cruising along, we got Minnesota at New York, eight and a half total in this game. The Yankees, a one forty two favorites. Ryan, and I mean, I've seen mixed reports, but I think it's going to be Michael King pitching here for the Yankees. So we'll go with that. Um, it could be an opener situation where King pitches and then everything I read could be Brito coming in afterwards. But it doesn't – I mean, it, King is not a guy that's going to go more than like 40 pitches at most, one or two innings. Uh, do you have any interest in Joe Ryan up against this Yankees lineup? On any other slate, Yankees and Yankee Stadium, uh, absolutely not. But, you know, I brought up Lodolo's strikeout numbers, his 11.86. Joe Ryan has 9.45K per nine, and then that's it over nine on the whole slate. So he is the second best, like, baked-in strikeouts guy that we have on this slate. The Yankees don't really strike out very much. You know, I think a lot, I think, you know, Judge does strike out and like Stanton can strike out. But as a whole lineup, they don't have like this 24, 25% K rate that, you know, we got used to them having a couple of years ago. So it's difficult to target them. It's difficult to target them in Yankee Stadium. Joe Ryan's on my list, but man, I don't feel good about it. I think you should actually feel decent about it. You know, where he kind of excels with his strikeouts is right handed hitters. And, I mean, the Yankees aren't like this platoon team. They're going to have, you know, Stanton and Judge, a Vloppy in there. Like, they're going to have these righties in the in the lineup. Um, LeMahieu, Donaldson, potentially. Like, so depending on who plays, there are a lot of question marks in this game, just in general. We'll talk about it on the Minnesota side, too. But, like, Torres yeah. is banged up right now. LeMahieu's banged up right now. So depending on, like, who is in the lineup, I forgot that Donaldson went on the IL, so I know he won't be in the lineup. Um, so yeah, I read that, uh, like he's getting close to being back. Um, but yeah, I mean, so overall, I think that Ryan is another guy that like, if you're chasing some strikeout upside, he has it. I mean, this guy has a 32% K rate. He just struck out 10 guys against Houston last time out. So, I mean, this is a, this is a big time prospect. Like Joe Ryan is someone that we talked about a couple years ago big time prospect um so i mean this is his third year right i think yeah and he's been good he's been yeah. good and he's had Fourth good year. outings Fourth. against good teams uh yeah what again it goes i go back to the ballpark and isn't he a big fly ball pitcher am i wrong about that 
No, he is a fly ball guy. I mean, that is your biggest concern. He's going to give up one or two home runs in this game. No, I mean, I would be shocked if he doesn't give up one or two home runs in this game. But if he gets, say, gets seven Ks, throws six innings, like, man, 20, 22 points here (laughs) on this slate, I'll take it. I mean, 15 to 18, we might take it. For what? For 8,800? For 8,800. Yeah. Joe Ryan's definitely in the mix for me today. Uh, I'm not touching the Yankee situation because, I mean, it is. it really just kind of sounds like a situation where I don't think King's going to go long. Um, and then is it Johnny Brito? Johnny? I'm pretty sure it's Johnny. Johnny? It's Johnny. Johnny? It's just it's spelled J-H-O-N-Y. So I call him yeah. So, I mean, yeah, overall, I mean, I don't know why they're doing this, but they're doing it. He has an above-average changeup. Um, I, I just... I don't want to touch an opener even on a five-game slate. If we find out that Johnny Brito is going to be the long man, I don't know what his price is. I don't have him on my sheet. 7700 Yeah, that's way too much. Uh, but initially, I want to say yesterday, uh, .com had Brito as the problem starter. So I hope it be, switches, and I ready. hope it's not King-like opening. Because, I mean, he's thrown two solid games, and he started both of those games. So He's a good pitcher. I was, I was really shocked when they like come out and they said that like this is going to be like an opener situation. If he is going to get the start, the conversation becomes way more interesting because like Correa is banged up right now. Um, I was watching the Minnesota game today when Buxton like slid into. I mean, he didn't really slide into second. Um, <laughs> the second baseman was kind of going for the ball at the same time Buxton was running, and he didn't try to avoid him. And I'd be shocked if he didn't have like a concussion. Um, like he hit, they hit hard, man. It was like they weren't looking at each other, and Buxton hit hard. So like, this could be a lineup that already is without Gallo, um, which I don't know if that's good or bad because he's such a big strikeout guy. But it could be without Buxton. It could be without Correa. When then like we're looking at like Miranda, Vasquez, and like Larnich as like the best hitters in this lineup. So if we do get news that he's going to actually start. I mean, this lineup might actually be really, really trash. And in that case, yeah, we definitely want to go after Brito. Um, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, this lineup is, even with Buxton in the lineup, it's kind of a weird half-half, like, tale of two lineups. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, Buxton, if Correa's out too, I mean, the, this lineup's just not good right now. 
yeah. with with like Gallo out, um, Polanco on the IL, just not a great lineup overall. And I think you're stretching when you go into Larnock and you know, I mean, Matt Walner is he? He's got some pop, I know, from the minors. Um, I mean, then there's like Nick Gordon. If you want a one-off, I think you could one-off Nick Gordon pretty much any night of the week because um, he just kind of finds ways to do things, especially I think with the bigger bases, the bigger green light or greener light, I guess we should call it. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy who had some value. More yeah, like I mean, that, overall, that's it. overall, Minnesota as, as an offense in general, just kind of underperforming to start the year. They're bottom 10. Um, in ISO, WOBA, and WRC plus, um, and I think they're they're tenth in like strikeouts, strikeout percentage against right-handed pitching. So, I mean, it's not the greatest start to the season. So, uh, yeah, this is just one of those situations where I really hope it's not King, and we do get Brito starting, and I think he could go out and throw like five or six clean innings in the spot. They let him throw ninety pitches last time, and he started. So, hopefully, that all kind of changes. Um, and just the the report the the sites are wrong. Um, again, like yeah. I've seen multiple ways. So I uh, just looked up while you were talking uh, really fast. Uh, so King hasn't started a game since 2021, and in 2021 he had a stretch of like six straight starts where he went like four or five innings. But everything since then, he has not even been an opener. He's just pitched, you know, long relief. I will say, like MLB.com has Brito. But there are a lot of other places has King opening the game, and the Yankees don't usually do the opening situation. So I'm really hoping that like it's just Brito at 7700, and we can take some shots on him because um, that opens up the slate more for pitching as well. Because if it was going to be King opener, it's like, hey, I'm not touching that. But if Brito's in there, it definitely opens up the slate for pitching anyway. Um, Minnesota bats, any interest here in the bats for Minnesota? Like I said, I mean, Nick Gordon's a great one-off. Uh, he's cheap. He does a lot of things. He's got doubles power, and he's got a lot of speed on the base pads, and he's got a green light. So, uh, But otherwise, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I could touch Matt Walner if he cracks the lineup in the Yankee Stadium with a short porch. Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in Minnesota. I don't mind the stolen base upside. Uh, as far as the Yankees, I think they're very much in play as a stack. Flyball pitcher Ryan is going to be someone that gets ownership today because of um, his strikeout ability and the limited strikeouts that we have on the slate. So, I mean, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Cordero, 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 um, and then Cabrera. Like, getting any of these, like, lefties with the two power righties, I'm fine with. I agree. I don't really have much to add to that, except, you know, Franchi's always had a lot of big power, but – he just doesn't put it together. He gets too many ground balls, and then he strikes out a bunch of times. So, and it's but you, that's what you're paying for. You're also like the ballpark bump for him is going to be huge this year. And Ryan's a fly ball guy, so like if you're really concerned about the ground balls, getting a fly ball pitcher is fantastic for a guy like um, Frenchie. Totally agree. All right, Detroit at Toronto. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, nine total in this game. The Blue Jays a two thirty favorite. We got Turnbull against Bassett. The Blue Jays, I think, were the biggest letdown on Wednesday's slate for me. And in, in per, like personally, um, I just I, I had them everywhere. I had Gaussman everywhere, and like they let Gaussman go one inning too long. I know he still ended up with like thirty-one fantasy points or something. But it, anyway, anyway, um, let's talk. Do you have any interest here in Spencer Turnbull? 
Absolutely not. I think uh, Spencer Turnbull is probably the worst pitcher on a terrible slate. Yeah, I mean, just facing such a good offense um, most days, not not on uh, not on Wednesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all, all joking aside, like Spencer, Turnbull, I got bitten by the Braves. So, I mean, I that that was my two main stacks. Um, extra yeah, survey. Like my hot take today was Toronto and Atlanta was going to score um, combined over twenty runs. <laughs> that didn't happen. Well, mine was Spencer Strider CGSO. <laughs> oh gosh, well, <laughs> I didn't have either. <laughs> Um, so I mean, Spencer Turnbull, a guy that missed last season, his, man, this is a guy, his strikeout rates lower than his walk rate. His XFIP is at eight. It's not even getting unlucky. He's just not good. Um, this Toronto offense should smack Spencer Turnbull around today. Um, he's allowed 12 runs in his first two starts. Um, he's only allowed one home run, but with the fences being in, in Toronto and the power in this lineup, I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, we do have some fly ball guys in Varsho and Chapman. Um, if Jansen starts, he's a big fly ball guy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing Turnbull today. All that to say that I'm not playing Turnbull today. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy with an 85% contact rate against Toronto. And, I mean, Toronto really doesn't strike out. So they make contact as it is against the average pitcher. Against a guy who doesn't strike anyone out, we're going to have even more contact. And there's so much power in that lineup that it's just going to be a high quality of quantity. All right. The other side of this game, let's talk Bassett. Um, I mean, gets the best matchup on the, on the slate by far. This team's atrocious. They are throwing. I will say this. like They are throwing a lot of lefties at the top end of the lineup. He does struggle more against lefties, but he also strikes out lefties more. Um, I, I think this is just a spot he goes out and he hopefully has a clean few innings um, coming off of a, I mean, he's, he was terrible his first start of the season, but he pitched yeah. a lot better against the angels. Um, what are your thoughts here on Bassett? Uh, I really like Bassett a lot on most slates on a weaker pitching slate than uh, I have to like him a lot against a terrible, terrible, terrible Tigers team. Tigers team that strikes out what 25, 26% of the time. And he doesn't have a lot of baked in K's, but he can go the distance. Like he can, he has the potential to go seven or eight innings and seven or eight innings is going to be enough for us to get five or six strikeouts and maybe even get seven or eight strikeouts. But something I think we forget when we project our pitchers is we look at the strikeouts, we look at the matchup, we should look at the leash too. And Chris Bassett's a guy who, because he can go those innings, he doesn't need a strikeout per inning. He can go seven and five and be totally fine for us. Um, I mean, this this just seems to be like a really good spot. So to see, I guess, how it kind of plays out. But I mean, I don't see a reason not to like ownership, potentially like game theory. You could not play him. Um, but I mean, this this is just it's a good spot. You can potentially especially not play him on FanDuel where you only have to play one pitcher. It's going to be easier to fade him on FanDuel. It's going to be harder, I think, on DraftKings. But there's another pitcher we're going to talk about. Um I like a lot tonight, and we already talked about Joe Ryan as like a good pitcher to plug in. And there's some good stuff from Lodolo. Like you could pair Lodolo and Ryan, and just Yolo Lodolo. All right, fair enough. All right, um, bats in this game. Anything for Detroit? I think anything, especially because uh, Chris Bassett. You know, he can give up home runs, but he is kind of a ground ball guy, if I remember correctly. And uh, I mean, I'm looking at his power numbers right here. 
Yeah, I mean, 1.13 homer per nine since 2022. It's not great. The main, the first person I start to think of is Javi Baez. You know, Javi Baez in a moderately high contact position. You know, this isn't a guy who strikes out 10 people per 10 people per nine. So it, it, he could get a chance to get the bat on the ball and get some good wood on it in this ballpark. And then Spencer Torkelson, you know, he's another guy. He gets good wood on the ball and it could go out of this ballpark. And Riley Green is another guy. So you, there could you could mini sack it up in a really maximum leverage spot against a guy who everyone's going to play. Yeah, I think my my three-man would be a little bit different. I want to attack the lefties. Like I said, he does strike out lefties a little bit more, but his his ISO is 188 compared to under 100 against righties. So fly balls go up against lefties as well. Um, his, hard, his hard contact rate goes up a little bit, not much, but the ball is definitely coming off the bat against the lefty way better. So like looking at these young guys like Matten and Carpenter, I think are very mm. much in play. They should hit up towards the top of the lineup. I mean, are they really going to be popular on a five-game slate against a pitcher that should get a lot of ownership? Probably not. So the fact no. that they're extremely cheap, um, they take up good positions like second base and one outfield spot. So you could potentially just do like a little two-man stack is probably how I would approach it. If you wanted to add a third person, it would probably be green for me. Uh, but the chap, the the stack is so cheap that like if you're looking at a main stack that's really expensive, like Toronto or New York or something, this is a secondary stack that actually makes a ton of sense. Someone you didn't bring up was Badu. Um, if Badu is hitting, if he's leading off again because he's been leading off a lot this season, hasn't he? Him and uh, Verling, like Verling, Verling, yeah. Like I don't know. I'm. <sighs> My only problem with him is like he just hasn't shown really any game power at the major league level. We got big bases though. <laughs> I know. I got like I have to get back like think about that like mindset um of like the stolen base upside on top of your stack. So like if you are targeting a couple power bats and then you are looking for some stolen bases, sure. But I mean, he just hasn't been able to get on base to steal bases this year either. So. Yeah, that's kind of a problem, I guess. He can't steal first, right? Yep. I mean, you can. You just got to lay down a really nice bunt. All right. Toronto side of this game. I mean, this is a, a fantastic spot for the Blue Jays. This is a spot where I'm going right back to the well. I'm playing that DFS mindset of short, short slate memory and going right back to the well here on Toronto. Well, and something you always say is, uh, you know, against the ground ball guys, target the fly ball guys. And so that's where I want to go on Toronto because, uh, Spencer Turnbull is a big-time big ground baller. Um, he doesn't give up a lot of home runs. It's His home run rate is right in the Bassett range of, like, you know, he maybe won't get blown up. But at the same time, we go back to what I said in uh, evaluating Turnbull. This is a high-contact spot for a high-contact team with a lot of power. So they can get it done really against anyone in this case. Yeah, somebody that like kind of stands out to me that I don't want to play, but I'll probably play some is Brandon Belt. Um, I do not like playing Brandon Belt, but he's extremely cheap. He's a big time fly ball hitter. Um, so throughout his career, he has always hit ground ball pitchers better. Um, Biggio is another guy that hits the ball in the air a ton. So a, a strike, a le- like a low strikeout pitcher against a guy like Biggio, who's kind of a free swinger, uh, makes a lot of sense. So like if you want. To make your Toronto stack different, all you have to do is play Brandon Belt over Vlad, and then you can stack the any of the other four guys that you want. Um, and if if you get that Belt home run and Vlad just maybe goes a couple singles or something, um, you're off to the races as far as like 
you know, differentiating your um, Toronto stacks? This is a play everyone spot, right? Like you play Bo, you play Vlad, you play Springer, you play Chapman, you play Varsho, you play Kirk, you play Jansen, you <laughs> Wood Merrifield. Uh, Kirk, Kevin Kiermeyer, if he's in there hitting ninth, you still play him. Brandon Belt, you made a great argument for him. Kevin Biggio, you made a, you know, I mean, why not? He's 2,400 and he can swing a bat. <laughs> it's, it's Turnbull. This ballpark is, we don't know the, we don't know the data on what this ballpark is, but it's going to, supposed to be incredible. I mean, it was already a good ballpark. It was already a plus hitters ballpark. Yeah. So the fact that like they did anything moving the fences in, I feel like is huge. I mean, you know, <laughs> like we're going to make a plus hitting ballpark. I, I mean, and I, I get it. Like, you know, you want your, if you're, if you're the ownership and you want your fans to be engaged, home runs is a great way. Um, so, and plus like you have above average hitting lineup with a, I mean, I would probably put them as an above average pitching rotation, but I mean, your, your money's in your bats. If you're Toronto, like look at the first five guys, it's just, it's a stack yeah. top of the year. So definitely like Toronto. Um, they team that I'm going to be very overweight on today. Agreed. Me too. Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Eight and a half total in this game. Uh, the Cardinals a two thirty five favorite. We got Vasquez against Montgomery. Velasquez. No, no. Velasquez. Yep. Um, so he is someone that is kind of banged up in his last start. Um, it was like an ankle or something, right? I think he got hit by a pit or like a line drive or something. Uh, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, he's not. He's not very good. Um, so, no, do you have any interest in him? I. You know, I don't mind Velasquez because he has a history of strikeouts in some certain matchups. But today against a team that doesn't strike out in St. Louis that can mash the hell out of everyone. Um, and he's got a big home run problem, like, throughout history. Like, throughout his entire career, Velasquez has had a big home run problem in every ballpark he's pitched in with every team he's pitched on. So I have no interest. Yeah, I mean, my only potential concern about the Cardinals. This is the first game out of course um, altitude, but <laughs> might not matter. Well. It might not matter um, with Velasquez on the, on the Hill. So I'm going to play the Cardinals. I'm not going to play Velasquez. I actually kind of like Jordan Montgomery. Um, I was, I'm interested if this is the other guy that you were talking about that you would have some interest in here Four X FIP, 22% Ks. Um, I mean, big strikeout rate against lefties. If they do, if they do end up leaving some lefties in the lineup, they can platoon. Um, they just don't have a ton of right-handed power in this lineup right now. So, I mean, outside of Reynolds, who he's he's talented. Uh, he's much more talented from the left side of the plate, though. What are your thoughts here on Montgomery? Yeah, Montgomery was the other guy who I was talking about that I'm not just heavily considering, but he may be my number one guy in terms of exposure just because he is, uh, he's just, for lack of better words, he's fine. Like there's nothing really sexy about it. His strikeouts are there, but you know, it's, they're fine. And like Bassett, he doesn't have to go. He doesn't have to strike out 10 guys to get us value. He can go six or seven innings and strike out four or five or six and give us the value we need. Um, he doesn't really give up a lot of power anymore. Um, I'm trying to look at, let's see. His ground balls have been way up since he left New York. Um, this is just this is a really good pitcher who is totally just fine. He and Bassett are fine pitchers on a terrible pitching slate. Yeah, and I mean, this is a guy that's on a one-year deal. Um, so I think like he has a lot to prove this year. 
And I mean, this is a great spot for him. He's out of Yankee Stadium. There, they, like he's already touched 100 pitches. Like his second start of the season, he's already touched 100 pitches. So I mean, that in that aspect of too, like now we're boosting the upside of a guy that was already like could potentially go deep in the game. So um, I think Montgomery is a fantastic play on this slate. Like when I first opened up this slate and I was messing around with it. I was like, man, there's not a ton of options. But now that we like get through this slate, I, I mean, I could consider like four or five of these pitchers. So um, I think it definitely opens up um, just in general. But I was like quickly trying to pull up last year. Do you want to guess? Um, I have it up in front of me. Do you want to guess how many times he touched 100 pitches last year? Zero. Twice. Um, Twice. So, okay. And like what's funny about it is zero times with the Yankees. Last year. I was about to ask where both of those times with St. Louis. Both so I mean, I just looked it up Cardinals. his. I just looked up his last game. It was uh, in Milwaukee, which not a terrible place to, uh, or not the not a terrible place to hit Milwaukee. Um, seven scoreless innings, two walks, nine strikeouts. So there's upside there uh, for him to get over a K per inning. I'm saying we don't need it. I think on this slate, but he can go the seven innings. He can go the eight innings. This is a team against whom we can do it. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's bottom four in ISO, so power numbers against left-handed pitching. They've hit one home run against lefties this year in 69 at-bats. So, I mean, everything kind of leans me to being overweight on Jordan Montgomery here. And, like, if you really want to get into the game theory and go underweight on Bassett, Montgomery's in the same price range, and then you could attack the ceiling of, like, Ryan or Lodolo. Um, so, or even Brito. And just stack whatever stack you want. I think it's bad etiquette to ask the host a question, but I'm going to ask you a question anyway because I don't, I can't really find it right now. Um, Montgomery was reverse splitsy when he was a Yankee for a while. Did he? Did those kind of even out, or does he still have those reverse splits? I mean, so far from what we've seen, is he still reverse splitsy a little bit? Um, okay. So. I don't know. Like, I think over time it will tell us more, but he's still giving up more fly balls and hard contact to righties. Okay. So, I mean, and he should, I mean, in theory, face probably seven or eight or nine righties in this lineup today. So that could be I mean, one concern, but again, I'm, I, I don't give a flying F, you know, that's. Yeah. That's I mean, at the end of the day, his strikeout rate is higher against righties too. So, I mean, so I, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about it so all right moving on to the bats any interest in the pittsburgh bats here uh this depends on montgomery's ownership um initially my first answer is no like my gut just says no because i think montgomery's a good pitcher who's going against a bad team and i think i just want to pitch a bunch of montgomery but if montgomery ownership goes up then yeah, I'll, I'll give the uh, I'll give the Brian Reynolds a shot. Um, O'Neill Cruz, you know, if if something goes bad with Montgomery, that I get the leverage opportunity that I need. It's probably because he's not striking guys out. So if Cruz puts a bat on the ball, I mean, it's just 120 miles an hour for forever. Um, so there are some guys in there that I could mini stack for leverage. All right, uh, St. Louis. I mean, this is. I feel like this is a great spot. For the Cardinals, um, again, like my only concern would be this is their first game out of Coors, which historically um, has told us like it's not the greatest, I think. But I think the spot is too good to 
look at historic data today. I mean, <laughs> I want to play all the Cardinals today. I want to play all the Cardinals because this is. I mean, if Spencer Turnbull isn't the worst person, worst person in the world, oh man, um, he's not that bad. Um, if he isn't the worst pitcher on the slate, it's probably Velasquez, and the Cardinals might be the best lineup on the slate, right? I mean, I, I think they're the best lineup on the slate. So the best lineup on the slate against, you know, one of the worst pitchers on the slate, if not the worst, in a great power situation. I'm not going to think about the course field stuff unless ownership gets really high. Yeah, even at that, I'm still likely for like for me, like running a three entry max type of builds, um, I'm still likely to have at least one St. Louis stack on those three teams, even if they're gonna be popular. Because I mean the spot is the, the spot is just too good not to have exposure. Um, I mean, them and the Blue Jays are like my two favorite offenses right now. Um, so the home teams, man. I like the home teams today. Home teams I mean, if you're in the betting world, I don't mind looking at a little, like, five home team parlay. Um, I think the home teams are in good spots today. <laughs> got to love those five parlays. But if you got, like, a little oh, $10, man. like, free one, yeah, throw a little $10 <laughs> free one on it. Free bets. I don't think we're supposed to say free bets anymore, right? No, if it's in their account, it's fine. It's in okay. their account. Bonus bet. There you go. If bonus you have a $10 bets. bonus bet. Bonus bets. A little, little bonus yeah. money. A little fun. A little funsy. All right, Milwaukee at San Diego. No total in this game. Um, it sounds like it's going to be Bryce Wilson pitching to start. Sounds like it. I don't think it's really kind of been announced who's going to pitch for Milwaukee in this game. Um, Nick Martinez is pitching for San Diego. I'm going to do a little quick dive really quick to see if MLB has something different. They have a to be determined as well. So, can't talk about the pitching for Milwaukee because we don't know who's going to start. Um, what are your thoughts here on Nick Martinez? Nick Martinez isn't the guy we saw five years ago that you know we stacked against every single time he went out there. Um, you know, he was giving up two homers per nine for about two or three years. And now that number's down to, let's see, 130. So he's had this resurgence. Not great, but on this slate, it's not terrible. Um, Milwaukee does have a good amount of strikeouts in that lineup. He's not. He doesn't have the baked-in strikeouts, and he doesn't have the – Eight inning leash, or you know, that maybe Bassett or Montgomery have. <sighs> I might have DraftKings interest in Nick Martinez, where we have to play two pitchers. Okay, um, it's painful I to probably, say that. Yeah, I probably don't do it, but hey, more power to you. Um, I, I just. I don't think Nick Martinez has the upside as some of these other guys on the slate. I mean, that's pure. That's my thoughts. Like I just, I'm not playing Nick Martinez over Brito. I'm not playing him over Lodolo, Montgomery, Bassett, Ryan. Like he's like sixth or seventh on my list. I would like assume. Um, and I mean, I'm not going that deep on a five game slate. I think but he's I hear well. Yeah, I mean, without Brito, I think you're right. I have the same names in front of him. Without Brito, he's number five on my list. So playing Fair five enough. lineups on DraftKings, he could slip into one. Fair enough. Um, so I'm reading here that it, it could, and it sounds like it's going to be Eric Lauer um, starting for Milwaukee mm. today. Uh, it makes sense, too, um, if they are on that like five-day rotation, which it, everything that I looked up really quick. Seems like they're on that five-day. Um, 
so Eric Lauer, we'll, we'll talk about him. And if it's not him, then this doesn't matter and we can move on. But um, I can tell you with certainty that Eric Lauer is a huge fly ball guy with a lot of hard contacts to righties. He's got to face Machado. He's got to face Xander Bogarts. He's got to face Cruz. He's got to face Kim. Like, I don't think I'm going to touch. Um, I don't think I'm going to touch Lauer in this spot. I'm not, and we're going to talk about the bats, so we can move on to there because uh, there's nothing about Matt La- or Matt Lauer, Eric Lauer, that would make me play him. Yep. All right, um, Milwaukee bats against Martinez. Anything standing out to you? Not so much. I think there's a good mini stack candidate because Nick Martinez isn't the blow up guy that he used to be, but he can still give up one or two home runs. Um, I just don't see him getting the leash to even have the chance to give up three or four. Um, and then you go into um, a San Diego bullpen that I mean, there's that's some scary arms in there. So uh, there's not much I like out of Milwaukee. I mean, you can the thing about the weird thing about Milwaukee is I don't like full stacking them, but you can kind of play everyone. Because someone either gives you salary relief or they give you a lot of power. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in the Brewers here. Um, yeah, Andrew, DraftKings has Wilson. If he does pitch, it'll probably only be a couple innings. But everything I've read is it's going to be Lauer. So we're, we're rolling with Lauer. If it's Wilson, we're not playing him either. I mean, let's just be honest. We're not playing Bryce Wilson. And the yeah, bat that's... interest probably goes higher uh, if it's Wilson. So... Um, if Spencer yeah, Kimball I mean, isn't the worst pitcher on the slate, if Vincent Velasquez isn't the worst pitcher on the slate, Bryce Wilson would then be the worst pitcher on the slate. For sure. <laughs> um, as far as Milwaukee for me, my my two main targets for Milwaukee would be Adamus. He's a fly ball guy. And Tellis, he's a fly ball guy. Um, you want fly ball guys against Nick Martinez. He's a, he's a more of a ground ball pitcher. Um, so I would definitely target the fly ball guys. And that's a nice little two-man stack there. Uh, you got to pay up for Adamus, but again, I don't think pricing is going to matter too much. Um, I was messing around with a lineup as we were going, and it doesn't seem like pricing is going to matter too much. So, looking at like Telus or Adamus, or even like a Mitchell, if you want to make it like a three man, I do believe in the talent for Garrett Mitchell. Um, so if you want to take some shots on him, and Winker's banged up, so Mitchell, I mean, should continue to hit like fourth or fifth here if Winker's out. So. I mean, you get a nice little two, three, four, five type stack. I don't think I would mini stack Milwaukee without Contreras. Uh, there's just so much power, and there's it's a higher contact spot for him. But uh, William Contreras is just I – mean, we're talking about a 12 13% barrel rate. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate that either. Um, my only concern is he's a massive ground ball guy, 54% yeah. ground balls against right-handed pitching. and. I mean, that's why you don't play Yelich against ground ball guys either. Uh, it's just going to turn into ground outs to second base. So. Well, you don't play Yelich against anyone, if you ask me. <laughs> Listen, ever since the back injury, man, I don't disagree with you. No, it's bad. All right, if it is Lauer, I mean, if it's Wilson, I'm stacking everybody from San Diego for what it's worth. Um, I One, don't think he's going to go too deep. And, I mean, you're going to get a bad – like, if you are if you are getting a ton of runs early, you're going to get, like, a bad – kind of a long reliever for them maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me on San Diego, I have a ton of interest here in Machado and Bogarts. Um, I wouldn't say a ton of interest in Cruz, but he would be in like the consideration. But any of the righties that crack the lineup for San Diego, if it is Lauer, would be in play for me. I would play anyone from San Diego if Lauer is on the mound because um, 
the field thinks that Eric Lauer is better than he actually is. We see this every time Eric Lauer goes out there. He gives out one, two, sometimes three home runs, and uh, the stack against him goes under-owned. But this guy's got 1.6 homer per nine over the last couple of years. Um, big-time fly ball guy. Big-time fly ball guy. This isn't a big strikeout guy either. I, I mean, let me see. What's his K per nine? 8.95. So he can get one per inning. But this is a team that doesn't strike out much. The Padres don't strike out much. So, again, we've got a high-power situation for uh, in a high-contact situation in a, like, not Toronto, but San Diego also isn't as bad a ballpark as people think it is. Like, I mean, UV Analytics has it as, like, 0.97 for home runs, which is, like, borderline kind of neutral-ish. Um, there's a lot of talent in this Padres lineup. I'll play everyone. Yeah, I mean, the talent is definitely there. All right, so let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here for today. Um, any pitcher you want – to get six or more strikeouts, who do you got today? Any pitcher to get six or more. Um, yeah, I'll take Bassett. I like it. I'm going to go Lodolo. Um, anybody to score under 15, not named Turnbull, Vasquez, or Falter. I'm going to make it a little tougher. To go under 15? Yep. Uh, Nick Martinez. All right, I'm going to go Eric Lauer because I do think he starts. And I don't <laughs> think he gets 15. Over 4,000 to hit a home run today. Who do you got going yard? You know, Paul Goldschmidt. All right, I like it. Um, I mean, I everything that I'm looking at numbers-wise, I wouldn't really, really target this guy for home runs very often, but give me Varsho from the Blue Jays to hit a home run today. Um, I really like his stat line today. Or numbers, whatever you want to call it, metrics. Under four thousand to get under four thousand to get two hits. Who's your cheap bet? Um, sorry, I was unprepared for this. Um, I am. My favorite thing is getting new co-hosts. That um, yeah, I was not prepared for four thousand. My favorite thing. I was looking up pitchers who I was semi-familiar with. Um, I like Roddy Tellez. I like that one. I'm going to I'm gonna raise you, and I'm going to say Brandon Bell, and I'm going to say Brandon Bell outscores Vlad today. A um, little hot wow. take since I'm not on expert survey today. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. St. Louis. I like it. I'm going to go to Blue Jays. I know everyone is not shocked by that at all. Um, Low-key, right. low-owned stack, potentially. Give me Cincinnati. The lineup's not going to be great, but you're playing the ballpark, and you're playing the pitcher. You're playing the matchup. Matchup and ballpark. Well, all I right. think San Diego goes under-owned. If you want to talk about Late game? I think late gonna... game? For sure. Yeah. I mean, people that build lineups hate, <laughs> for some reason, like the Dodgers own – Almost every slate for years now um, has just been low on because they're that late, like last game. So it wouldn't shock me. I don't know if it's people are building lineups early and then they're needing the lineups to build lineups. And then like that lineup comes out like an hour before lock. And I don't know what it is, but either way, um, Alex, thanks for joining me, man. It, it's been fun. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, just thanks for having me on and uh, look forward to seeing you next time. All right. That's going to wrap it up for thursday almost said wednesday that's gonna wrap it up for thursday we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball good luck everyone we'll see you then
Bye.